0: His name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her uh, purification were according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Heavenly Father, bless this day. Lord, thank you, Lord, for being with us, Lord, in the song of service. I thank you for how sweet your spirit is among your children. God, help us to put aside the worries of the year and the week and everything that's just, just attacking us, Lord. Help us to dwell, Lord, right here, right now, among your children in your word. And help us, Lord, as we battle the outside forces just desiring to steal away our attention. That's all in your name. Amen. Simon, he was promised that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. The Christ, the Savior, the one who would come and take care of all mankind. Now, I, I want to notice one thing about Simon, and we'll move on from him for a second. But Simon was given that promise, I don't know when. But it was during his lifetime, and it was promised that he would not see death. And so it had been him waiting upon God to fulfill his promise, who knows how many years. He had been waiting to see the Lord's revealing of his Christ unto him. And between the promise given... More than likely, before the promise given and the promise received, he was just and devout, serving God purposefully and faithfully, waiting for that revealing of the Lord's Christ. Now, I love these few verses of scripture that we're dwelling on tonight because it is is a definite break in the storyline of most children. It is a definite uh, disconnect from the natural flow of life. Because let's think about how children are viewed. Just for a second, humor me. More often than not, you you are judged and labeled by who your parents are until you're out of their house. And you're an adult. And you have your own little kids. Or you have your own career. Your own life. You have something that sets you apart from your parents. That's the normal flow of things. You, you, you look at uh, watching folks who've had children in your time and you get, to, you get to see them leave their parents home and become their own person. It is, it is the same but different. Oh, that's definitely still their kid, but in the same way, he's not at all like them or she's not at all like them. And that, that's a good thing. That's an obvious break. But what's unique about Christ was that the, the, uh, the thing that divided him from the normalness of a child was that upon his very announcement of birth, he began the process of separating from his parents for a greater and bigger purpose. Imagine with, with me for a second that Mary and Joseph, although there had been some bizarreness involved in an angel announcing you're going to have a child, there was some bizarreness involved in having a child inside of a a, uh, a manger because there was no room in the inn. There was some bizarreness involved in, in angels. And there was some bizarreness involved inside of shepherds in the field coming and singing glory unto God. We know later on there's some bizarreness in three well, it says three, three gifts, but wise men showing up to your house in the middle of the night, following a star, saying, we got some gifts for you guys. There's some bizarreness already involved in Christ's life. And so it, it, it would seem that everything was normal for a second. It says in verse 21, the eighth day he was circumcised, according to as all young men are. When I read that, I think about Paul when he began giving his credentials, saying, you know, Hebrew of the Hebrew, uh, circumcised in the eighth day. We know that was a normal occurrence in in this culture. But the, the normalness of this day at the temple... The normalness of this dedication, this ba- uh, this baby, ended upon Simon being touched by the Holy Ghost, being touched by God, saying, "There's your fulfillment of promise." Because he's not called um, uh, the, the the child of Joseph Mary; he's not called the the baby that was born unto them. He is called the Lord's Christ, because it says in verse twenty seven, "And it came, and he came by the Spirit." into the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said lord now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word that's not normal very very many Thousands of babies in the lifetime of Simon have been dedicated in this way, in this temple. This is probably one of the first ones he's picked up and said, Lord, I'm ready to die now. It's different. It's not at all what Mary and Joseph's normal day of dedication looked like. But Mary and Joseph here are learning a a, a lesson that will honestly take them a long, long time to get hold of. Because you'll see that Mary and Joseph will bounce in and out of Christ's life during his time and during his mission. And Christ will be looked upon as the son of Joseph, the son of Mary, the brother of so and so. And He he looked upon this, but there is a definite break where this isn't Joseph and Mary's child. No, this is the Savior of all coming and uh, Uh, Coming to do a great work in our lives. And Simon sees that. He says, Lord, in in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I've seen the glory that you have, have promised me. I've seen your salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. They're, they're over here looking at Simon, who is who is blessing and, and glorifying God for the gift of salvation, the Christ, the, the Savior of all, who is here to conquer death and provide a way for both the Gentiles and the Jews to draw close to God eternally. And they marveled at it. I don't think they've gotten over the shock that this is a very unique baby. This is a very unique child. It isn't just a normal child. No, this is the child of God. This is the King of kings incarnate. This is the Lord of lords. Mary is seeing another person besides herself proclaim that this is the Savior of all mankind. And they marveled at those things. And Simon blessed them and said to Mary's mother, Behold, this child is set. For the fall and rising again of many in Israel. And for a sign which shall be spoken against yea, A sword shall pierce through thy own soul also. That the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. That's some heavy stuff Mary just got told. You know, on a lighter note, a friend of mine, Christian McKinley, just got told he's having his fifth child it's a boy they have five boys now and you know what I'm sure the first one was super exciting I got to know him when he was having his second and third and fourth and now the fifth but uh at about number two when he'd come in and tell us having another child kind of like a congrats I didn't tell him that his child is set for the the rise and the fall of anything. In fact, when, when all of y'all were born, no, none of you had an, an old man in the temple give you a prophecy, right? Okay, Miss Mary, you said no. That's good. Good to know. That's quite a unique thing happening. This isn't Joseph and Mary's baby, it never was. It's God, it's Christ. But the definition is being given here for both our own readings and our own uh, examples to see, but also for all to see that Christ didn't come to spend time idle, to spend time Waiting. No, he came for a purpose, and his purpose was proclaimed before his birth, after his birth, during his life, before his death, after his death, and he is risen again. And that is still being proclaimed that he will come and he will finish what he started. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. He's set for the rising and the fall of many in Israel. If that's not enough, keep reading. 36, and there was one Anna, a prophetess and the daughter of, of Phineuel and the tribe of Asher, And she was a great age and had lived with and husband seven years from her virginity and was a widow of about fourscore and 40 years. Which depart, de- departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Well, if Simon wasn't enough, now comes Anna. Repeating what Simon has said, giving giving a, a credence to what Simon has said and is saying that the redemption of Jerusalem is at hand. This is supposed to be a normal day at the temple, dedicating their child. And they're finding out what, what they were told is true, that he's here for a bigger purpose. The reason everything's in the Bible, everything's in the Bible for a reason And I believe the reason for these passages are not just just to fulfill prophecy. They're not just there to show that God's purpose and plan is still happening. I believe they're there for us to read and for us to to begin to understand that this isn't... We we know it's not a normal birth. We know it's not anything besides a miracle. But it's it's there for us to read and to absorb and to understand that this isn't the child of Joseph and Mary. This isn't uh, Mary... Mary's miracle. This isn't Joseph's son. No, this is in fact Christ. This is in fact Jesus, the Son of God, the Lamb to be slain for our sins. The miracle of His birth is just the beginning of a miracle that would be His death. This isn't a normal child. Which gets me. Every time I, I, I read through the Gospels, you, we're going to come to a portion of the scripture where the disciples and Jesus are in his hometown, and they're saying, Isn't this Joseph and Mary's kid? Isn't this the carpenter's son? We'll get to a portion of Scripture where they, they, they come and they, they tell Jesus, Hey, you're, you're crazy. Your family's here to take you back home. He says, no, 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 those aren't my family. It's those who serve God that are my family. We're going to hit these portions of Scriptures, and they're, they're, they're going to remind us of the importance of Christ's own separation because he is, he is here for a purpose and here for a design of God to redeem us. But it began right here for Joseph and Mary. I won't spoil the next couple of verses. We'll get to that this next Sunday. But it's, it's, it's an obvious truth that this is not a normal day at the temple. This is, this is not a normal child. We look here between verse 38 and verse 41. What's going to happen is, is that the, the, the Magi will come. Joseph will be warned in a dream in the book of, of Matthew. He'll be warned in a dream to take the child and to take uh, uh, Mary, his wife, and to depart from... Unto Egypt for a while and then to come back after the death of Herod. This is just the beginning of quite a unique journey that will be Christ's growing up phase. But I want to get us in the right mindset for this to understand that we celebrate every year the babe. We celebrate every year that, that young baby being born in a, mirac- in, in, in a miraculous way. We celebrate his coming, his importance. We celebrate why he's here. And we we, we let that in our our hearts, in our Christmas spirit. But we need to understand that a greater reason is upon his life. A greater miracle is is coming forth from his birth. This isn't the child of Joseph and Mary. This is Christ. As a young baby, coming here for the rising and the falling of many nations, coming here for the salvation given unto us, coming here for the the important task of bringing defeat to death verse thirty nine and when all these had performed when the, when the, sorry and when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord. They returned into Galilee in their own city, Nazareth, just a sneak peek in the next week. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. just want to point out a few things, and then we're done for the evening. All scripture is is there to learn from, to glean from. I, I think it's important to understand where you stand as the year begins. I think it's important to understand why we are gathered together as a church body. I think it's important to understand our purpose and our design for being here. Yes, we celebrate His birth. We we, we celebrate His his coming to us to, to redeem us. We celebrate that. But it shouldn't be that we have this idea, this mindset, that He is anything besides our Lord and Savior who has come to to redeem those who are lost. I'm thankful that Christ is my Lord and is my Savior. I hope you understand that. I'm thankful that He not only is the one who walks with me and the one who guides me, but more importantly, He's the one who protects me. He's the one who who leads me along uh, paths of darkness where He is light alone. He is the Christ. And He dwells in all those who desire to see Him and to serve Him. I think about number one, Simon. Devout, willing to wait upon God. Willing to wait as long as he needed to. For the the blessing that would be being able to see the Lord's Christ. I don't know how long he waited. But I know it was worth it. I think about Anna having some hardship early on in her life and she faithfully served God in the temple and she was able to see God's gift on this day. Can I encourage you in two ways tonight? Number one. That same baby that we celebrated his birth, we get to celebrate his second coming every day. That same baby, we get to celebrate his life as he walks with us. We get to celebrate his glory as, as he, he shows us our path, both as an individual and as a corporate body of Southwest Baptist Church. Can I encourage you, just like Simon and just like Anna, they, that serving God is a lifetime commitment. And it may not pay off until the end. But if you were to pull aside Simon and pull aside Anna and say, Hey, you waited a long time for this. Was it worth it? They're going to say yes. We read about missionaries. I love reading missionary stories. They're dead and gone. They're, they're, They're no longer here. But you know what? They serve God in their life. And regardless of the end result of their life, whether natural or assisted, they always proclaimed that they wouldn't have served God any less. In fact, they wished they could serve Him more. Anna and Simon got to see God's promise fulfilled in their life because of their faithfulness to an unseen promise. We're planning a full year. We're planning ahead. We're seeking what what God would have us to do. And then we're also setting our own goals, our own desires. Right now, I've gotten 20, kid you not, 20 emails from my gym letting me know there's like this beginning of the year discount and you can, you can work out 35 days with somebody yelling at you for like $5. or It's all kinds of stuff. But email it over. Everyone is, is, is pushing and pushing and pushing all those New Year's uh, resolutions and those New Year goals. Everyone's pushing and pushing and pushing for people to keep their promise to themselves and to keep going and going and going. But you know what's going to happen mid-May? It's going to get hot. Well, let's rewind. It's Texas. It's going to get hot sooner than that. What's going to happen? Middle of the year? Oh, it's, it's been half a year. I haven't had uh, a, a full dozen donuts in one sitting in a while. <laughs> I've done good. I want to focus on that real quick. I've done good. People are going to start out with their before picture. They're going to lose a bunch of weight in the middle of May, middle of June, July, August. I've done good. I deserve a little bit of a break. I've done, I've done good. Now it's time to kind of treat myself a little bit. The same way with spiritual goals, I want to seek to serve God. Be in church Monday. Monday, if you're here tomorrow, I mean Monday. God bless you. Be in church Sunday a.m., p.m., Wednesday night. Be at soul winning. Be at at at, at church activities. That's my purpose in this year. Don't get to a point where you've done enough. I want to encourage you like Anna and Simon, get to the point where you will serve God regardless of how long it takes because Christ was worth it for Simon to see God's salvation. Christ, his, 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 his birth was worth it for Anna to say that this is the promise of God for them to have that promise fulfilled in their life and to see that Christ and to see that child was worth it and they wouldn't have uh, begrudged any of those days they waited That took some faith. That took being just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon Him. That took some time. If I can just take a side road. Spiritual goals don't have completion dates. Surprise! (laughs) You don't obtain spiritual maturity. Well, I'm a... I'm a level 35 Christian. Oh, okay, cool. I'm a, I'm a journeyman soul winner. I'm a, I'm a master soul winner. No, there's not titles. There's not accolades. There's not service. I'm going to pick on my school for a second. They give away, no, oh, they don't give it away per se. They uh, nominate someone every year around the May conferences for what's called a a faithful for a lifetime. And I've never understood giving that to a person who's alive because there's still more life to live. And I can't imagine the pressure of understanding that you can't stop now. But I love seeing people who receive that reward, Faithful for a lifetime. Shouldn't we all be that? Faithful for a lifetime? Anna and Simon, they were faithful and they got to see God's promises. So the the side by side truth that I want to show you tonight is 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 one, the truth that service to God has a, a a wonderful, wonderful reward. And service to him, regardless of how long it takes, has a a not a payoff per se, but has a wonderful blessing that is his promise fulfilled in our life. Well, when's it gonna be filled? When's God gonna going to do what he said he would do. He promised he will never do this. He'll do this. He'll promise he'll be here. He'll promise this, promise that. When will he do it? In his own time. You must stay faithful and serving him, even when life gets difficult. The other truth that I want to show you tonight is as we continue this uh, series as we continue seeing Christ as He is and who He is, we cannot judge Him by Joseph and Mary. We cannot see Him as the child of the carpenter. We cannot see Him as the 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 son of Mary. No, He isn't any of that. He is Christ. He is the Lord of all, the Master of all, the King of all, and He is here for a purpose, and that purpose is you. That purpose was Anna. That purpose was Simon. And as you set your goals spiritually for God, and as you continue another year of service unto Him, understands that He is here for you. He is, he is there to be your guide, there to be your comforter. He isn't uh, defined by his, his, his earthly parents. He is defined by His heavenly Father. And He is the child Christ. It isn't Joseph's son. It isn't Mary's son. This is Jesus. And he is here for you. I hope you have planned Jesus in your year. I hope you have planned time with him. I hope you have purposed in your heart, as Daniel has, that you would not let anything come between you and your relationship with God. I can tell you by reading the examples of Simon, the examples of Anna, that service to God is worth it. You know, Southwest, this is going to get difficult. Why? Because growth has opposition. I can tell you this year is going to have trials and testings that we've never seen before. We've never had this before. I got a birthday in like five months and someone had the audacity to ask me if I'm ready. I said, I don't know. I'll find out when I get there. (laughs) Oh, I'll find out. Those Those are next year's problems. Anna, Simon, Joseph, Mary, they were all there for the same reason. The Son of God. Some got to see God's promise fulfilled in the lives of others. Some got to see God's promise fulfilled as they got to meet the Christ. But every person's life in this story and and candidly for all eternity has revolved around Jesus, the Lord, the Christ, the Son of God. And so does your life. Your life revolves around him. This is no longer about the child in in the manger. This is no longer about the miracle of his birth. No, this is in fact a growing young man with his father's business to be about. That was then, this is now. God's business is happening at Southwest. Don't allow the trials to come to knock you out don't allow the difficulties that will be here to get you down Simon and Anna they got it right to stay faithful to God when his promise Well, when is he going to reveal his promise when is he going to be here in his own time how long in his own way We just need to serve him and remember, this isn't the babe. This is Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And we get to serve him and love on him as he walks with us. What's your year looking like so far? Resolutions galore? Do you have a list yet? I hope on that list is grow closer to God. I hope on that list is getting more involved in your church. I hope on that list is to remain faithful as Simon and Anna did to the cause of Christ, to the work of Christ, waiting for his promise. When's he going to? He will soon. Soon is a very, very long time. Or a very, very short time. This is Jesus. Who is he to you? This is Jesus. Heavenly Father would help. Us.